tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own explosive entertainment. Explosive entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall and Mike Langser. All right, guys, what's going on? We're back again. It's another episode of Mastering Mitzvahs. Actually, episode 19. We're almost there, dude. Almost 20 going large, man. I'm with my partner in crime, Michael Langsner. Jordan Marshall right here from Explosive Entertainment based out of Monmouth County, New Jersey. And we're bringing you guys some more fresh content. Pretty exciting. We got uh, 19 episodes under the belt. The last one was different. It was just a different approach. We talked about, you know, the, the, the aura of yep. a 13-year-old or 12-year-old guest that we have. And, um, you know, we, we got some interesting feedback and actually today's topic is going to be just how to run a party it's, it's actually kind of the 101 that we probably should have done several episodes ago yeah and you know what it's not necessarily how to run a party you know we're, we're going to kind of break down uh, a couple of different things things like timeline uh you know some trials and tribulations you guys might run into when using uh different things like games activities uh different things during cocktail hour um Breaking up the event, you know, with uh, speeches, montages, uh, candlelighting, horror. So with that being said, you know, all these great things that go into the mitzvah that, uh, you know, help us get to this amazing, uh, you know, end result for our families. Let's take it away. Yeah, so, so more or less, this is like a first appointment we have with a client. Yeah. A client that has basically sat down with us and said they've never done a party like this before. They haven't been to a bar about mitzvah in 20 years. They have no idea what to expect. So we're right. going to give you, the listener... Kind of our spiel on, on what to expect in that type of uh, meeting. Right? Yeah, and, and we're also going to kind of try to take it in the order of events to where, you know, we have had success with doing it. This is obviously not a true, you know, fail-safe way where you have to come about it this way. You can kind of put your own little twist on it, but we'll uh, we'll give it a run. Let's almost do a little uh, role play here. So, Jordan, if I'm the client, I'm going to say to you, you know, I'm interviewing Explosive and yeah. four other DJs. What do you guys do in our own cocktail hour? This is such a great question. And, and uh, you know, this is something that, that we kind of hold here uh, near and dear our hearts is that uh, cocktail hour is such a crucial time and portion of the event to where, you know, all of our dancers, uh, myself included, uh, our MCs, our team is, is super interactive. We believe in interactivity during your cocktail hour. Uh, you know, this will do a couple different things for not only the kids, but as well as give you a, a great kind of overlay of the audience that you're dealing with, uh, the, ad the adolescents that you're dealing with. So I'm going to step out of the shoe of the parent right now, and I'm just going to say as an entertainer, I think if we don't break the ice with the kids and win their respect, yep. then we don't have their attention through the rest of the night. Oh, absolutely. There's a there's a psychology that goes into this. Now, if during cocktail hour we win the respect of the teens and they think that we're cool, later on in the night we can ask them to do anything. Jump up and down, scream, sing, whatever it might be. They'll they'll relate. Absolutely, 100%. And, you know, like by us, you know, being so involved in the cocktail hour, it gets a couple of different things done for us. So, you know, not only are we learning about the culture of those kids for that, that specific event, but it's also giving us the little demographics. You know, maybe you have a, a group of clicky girls who, you know, always have their phones out and they're looking to post to their Instagrams and, and all their pages. You're like, okay, cool. Those are our you know, popular, poppy kind of girls. Those are probably the girls that are going to want to sing out loud. They're going to want to sing their favorite pop song. They're going to want to take out their phones and make a big selfie and, you know, put it on their Snapchat, you know? And then you have the other little demographic, maybe the boys that are, you know, start off watching uh, the NCAA tournament on, the, on their cell phones, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And those are the guys where I'm like, hey, listen, you know, this might 
not not be a problem, but you know, I don't want to have to deal with them being on that phone and watching that game, you know, halfway through the event when I want them on on the the dance floor. So I'm going to try to you know get them involved with something. I'm going to try to get them you know maybe in a challenge. Maybe we do a push up challenge with with MC Darren, who's you know into the gym stuff and stuff like that. Get those kids to you know kind of just have a good time and and let loose and and kind of empower them right, right from the get so they're involved right from the beginning. Right now, how, how do you feel about the other games during cocktail hour, like the air hockey, the foosball, the things like that. Uh, you know, I think that they're they're great um, additions, but I think that they have to have some sort of substance. So if you're going to have Papa Shop basketball, take it one step further. Throw the referee shirts on your dancers. Make it a, a tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, to where the kids are playing one on one against each other. Maybe they're battling for like uh, an iTunes gift card or something like that. Give it some sort of direction so it's not just chaos. Now, now, in many cases, it takes an hour or two to set these things. Right. Would you rather? As the performer, see this set up for a one-time for a cocktail hour? Would you rather not have these things during cocktail hour and see them set up in the main room for the four-hour reception? I think it's a cash 22. I think it really depends on, again, the crowd, um, the, the type of kid that you're you're entertaining for. If I have a, a group of kids that I know loves to turn up, those boys are going to be up on stage jumping, bouncing, getting crazy along with the girls and everything like that, and it's a great culture of adolescent, I'm probably not going to want to see those items in my main room you know what i mean because i want that action on the dance floor i don't need any other resource that's going to be like that's going to pull them away from the action right now i guest count plays a factor yeah you know if you're doing a party of 300 people put some games in the corner of the reception room it's it's all good and and for the listeners think about your vision is this dance floor packed with adults and and we have those clients that are like you know, hey, I want the kids playing games and I want this to be an incredible party for the adults. I want a lot of 80s, a lot of 90s. If that's the case, we got to do something to keep the kids busy. So right. games make sense. If it's a party that only has, you know, 50 adults and 50 kids, we have some of those smaller parties. I don't want a distraction. Absolutely. I want everyone's focus to be on nothing but the dance floor. Totally. And and, and while, while we're uh, picking up the tail end of like uh, what we do during cocktail hour, Mike, I'm going to flip this back to you. Um, let's talk a little bit about presentations because, you know, there's kind of like the back and forth where the client says, hey, we have all these, you know, our, our son or our daughter has all these friends that want to say all these different things. And, uh, you know, a lot of them have like created these these murals or these posters. And then, you know, when do you do it? Do you, do you want to execute it, you know, during so, the so event? Let, or? Let, let's dial back for the mm-hmm. listener. A lot of times you don't even know that these presentations are going to happen. It's it's most often it's friends from camp. It's not the local friends that right. do it. But these friends from camp are going to come all the way, you know, two hours to come to this party. They see you, you know, for two months out of the year. And you guys are like BFFs, but you only see each other a couple months out right. of the year. They bring these murals or chairs or mirrors that they customize with pictures. And, and don't get it twisted. These are beautiful. Awesome. They go crazy on these things, awesome. right? Um, but I know we believe that they need to be done during cocktail hour. Mm-hmm. Bring your videographer in. Let him capture the moment. Uh, let him capture the speeches. But... They go on and on and on, and and you're not to be so negative because it is such a cool, important feature, but it could be a Debbie Downer on the party if if it takes too long. Absolutely, I I completely understand. You know, my other flip on that is that if you did have like one or two that were like those mirrors or, you know, uh, a big mural or sometimes a big blanket is done, you know, with all kinds of pictures... And you want to show those one or two because those are, they're, they're pretty intricate pieces. That's a cool mm-hmm. thing. You know, if you want to show those one or two, you know, a good entertainment company guys, you know, will find a good spot to kind of work that in and make it short and sweet and, and hit those things. I'll also say knowing your venue, knowing the rest of the timeline, which is the whole goal of this podcast. Correct. There may be a great opportunity to do it during dinner. Right. If the adults are eating dinner at a separate time of the kids, 
you could take the kids back into the cocktail hour room or somewhere else or do this on stage not so loud. You know, I'm a big believer that the adults should be able to enjoy the dinner without yeah. having to scream over music or scream over an MC. So maybe you take the 30 minutes that the adults are enjoying dinner and do presentations then. Just you got to know going into it that the kids and adults are being served at different times. Yeah, and I'll, I'll be perfectly honest, Mike. I just ran into a, a situation you know, not too long ago um, where you know we had a kind of a predetermined uh, set that we want that our family wanted to execute the presentations during cocktail hour and, and we did we got a bunch of them done um, but we weren't able to finish so we had to we had one or two that were left that you know I was gonna work in throughout the night but what happened was all of a sudden they started having more kids come to the table they're like hey now this one wants to go now this one wants to go and it was you know it's cool, but the one who was kind of leading the show was the guest of honor. So the bat mitzvah girl was saying, I need my friends to do this. You know, at that time, she's 13 years old. You know, she can't say right. no to her friends, which right. I totally understand. But then on the flip, you got the client who's like, hey, come on, we, we got to keep this thing moving. So you're trying to make everybody happy. You know? I, I might have even touched on this a couple podcasts ago, but did a party uh, with a different MC and we did the presentation during cocktail hour. And all of a sudden, it's time to open up the main doors. Right. Banker manager, banker hall didn't matter. They didn't care. They opened up the main room and they walked into was friends on stage telling stories. Right. And As in they didn't tell us, the company, yeah, that they were doing this. Yeah, the doors just opened, the yep. adults came in, and, you know, we wanted to take the mic out of the teen's hand, but you can't do that. you got to let them finish their, their point. But yep. there was an awkward start to that party due to the presentation. So I guess the goal here is you can't necessarily limit the presentation, but we could coach the teens, hey, don't be so lengthy in your mm -hmm. speeches. We're going to do these during cocktail hour. We may save some for dinner time and, and know accordingly. And, and let's jump on to one more thing. But sure. Kind of a funny question, but we get asked sometimes, how long is cocktail hour? Right. Silly question. In most cases, it's 60 minutes. It's an hour, just as it says. But if you're doing an abbreviated party, and sometimes there are some venues that do four-hour mitzvahs, maybe your cocktail hour is only 45 minutes. Correct. Cocktail 45. We say it all the time. And you, you won't know until you know what else you're doing. You right. know, when... Later in this podcast, we'll talk about the length of candle lightings and speeches and things like that. Right. If you're planning on doing a lot of lengthy items, you may need to cut your cocktail hour back. On my wedding, though, I did an hour and a half cocktail hour because so many people enjoy cocktail hours. So right. just know your crowd, know the vibe, know what you're going and for. And the food you had was ridiculous. So Absolutely. We were all about the extra half hour, just telling you. So let's move on. The main door's open. Now what? So the main doors pop open, everybody comes into the main room, ready to rock and roll. And, and I know for us here at Explosive, we want that energy right from the get. I want everybody knowing that we are walking into an electric situation, the music is pumped up, the energy's through the roof, the entertainment's up on stage, the kids are on the dance floor. In most cases, you know, what we've been running into now is that the venue will bring the kids into the main room five minutes early, maybe 10 minutes early, and give us the opportunity to really ramp them up. So when the adults come upstairs, they're walking into a party atmosphere. It's not okay, let's get this thing rolling. Completely different from a wedding. You know, when you open up the rooms to a wedding, it's not that it's it's subdued, but you're kind of gradually getting them there from that cocktail hour to where it's you're building that energy for the grand introductions uh, leading up to your bride and groom. You know, whereas as a mitzvah, they're kind of already walking into that, you know, X factor, that, that you know, that great energy that's blown through the roof. So it, it's a little bit more welcoming. It's more inviting. You know, everybody's got a couple of drinks in them and they're ready to go. So we're, we're really prepping the room for our grand entrance for our family. I, I think that bringing guests into a room with guests in their seat just doesn't work. And I, I'll go no. back to my banker manager days that I recite in all these podcasts. But there are parties where the guests are sitting in their seats and it's just hard to run a family into the room with energy when there's no energy 
for them to feed off of. Right. So, you know, our tactic is build the energy in that room to a 13, you know, build that energy up all the way. And then it's so welcoming and energizing mm-hmm. for the guest of honor, the siblings, the mom and dad. So the, the proper order is mom and dad should come in first. There's right. no right or wrong, but the proper order in our eyes, mom and dad come in first. Yeah, you know they're throwing the event. You know, it's, they're the host and hostess of the party. I think that they're the face of, you know, dollar-wise, yeah. why everything's going on. And you know what? Parents, parents have said to me that they love seeing their kids come into the room. That was so actually going to be my next point. That's huge. They're, they're now in the center of the room, Correct. and they could see the look of the little brother or sister as they come in next. Because siblings would be next in order. Yep. Um, usually youngest through oldest, but... No right, no right or wrong. wrong. Yep. And we've also had it too where, you know, sometimes, and this is okay too, guys, if you have a son or a daughter that's a little bit more reserved, bring those siblings in in groups. You know, if they're more comfortable with their brother or their sister, you know, they can come in like that. And don't also think that, you know, our dancers have to like, you know, bring them in. If, if you know, still to the younger portion of the family, we might look like a little bit of a stranger, you know, like our dancers can totally be out on the dance floor and entertaining from that angle, making everything awesome while they're coming with their family members. Yeah, one of the golden questions that I love getting asked, and there really is no answer, is how do we make this grand entrance different? Different. I think that's the whole moral right there. Everybody wants to be different. You know, everyone wants to be different, but the, but it's the, good. The truth is that there's only so many different ways you could walk into a room. Mm-hmm. You know, you could do it on the dancer's shoulders. You could come in on a surfboard. If there's a theme, you skateboard into the room. Yep. You run through a banner if it's a sports theme, but you know. How many different ways can you be brought into a room? It depends. How much? How many different types of currency do you have? Do you have cash, <laughs> credit card? You know, like whatever. I mean, like, hey, listen, you got some loot and you want to get a little crazy, we'll put you on an elephant. Well, true, true. And, and that's where the, the indoor sparkler, you know, pyrotechnic right. effect, the CO2 guns, you know, maybe being brought in with the LED robot. How about our bubble entrance that we did? Love that. You know, those, those are wow factors. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the question is, how do I do a unique grand entrance with right. no budget? Again, there's only so many ways to run into a room. Balling on a budget, baby. Um, so we, we've got the order of the grand entrance. And then, when possible, we want to keep the energy there. You know, yep. you're, you're an MC. You work so hard on building that energy. Right. You've got it. Why send people to their seats instantly? Yeah, I'd like to get, you know, from that, that grand entrance, once I have my whole family in the room, everybody's rocking, the electricity's through the roof, I'd like to get, you know two to maybe three songs in, you know, of just open open dance floor, you know, where everybody's just kind of dancing, we're feeling it out, getting the vibe going. Maybe, you know, if you do have that time, your entertainers are hitting the dance floor with some party favors, you know, mm-hmm. to really set the tone and get people excited and engaged. Um, it also depends on your venue and how they're kind of running the room. Yeah, I, I think you're also setting the tone. You're showing the guests this is not one of those parties that you're just going to be bored at. Right. Like, like, you're letting them know from the beginning, get ready, you know. Grab a drink or two, you're going to need it, because this is going to be a high-energy show. Yes. Uh, so after the intros, after those couple of songs, then guests take their seats. Correct. It's funny in the midst of the world, because we don't get two or three minutes to reset, but mm-hmm. we really need it. You mm-hmm. know, Jordan, you say all the time, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to transition into our formalities. And really what you're saying is, folks, find your seats, grab a drink, here's an opportunity to use the restroom if you need but be back quickly because we're moving because we're about to get into <laughs> bread, wine, and candles. Yeah, and if you notice too, like our team, you know, is so great. And this is a shout out to the explosive entertainers, you know, that, that do a great job every weekend. They know that when I, you know, say that cue, or or when you know Mike P says his cue, or you know Mike Schaefer or Joe, you know, give their cue that that's their cue to kind of make sure that the hall is in place, that you know the candles are ready to go, that the candles are in the cake, that they have their saucer to hold for their, their candle lighting, right. that you know if there's a kiddish, we gotta get a, a glass of red wine. So you know, so, you know we we've talked about should you have an event planner at right. parties, you know, 
uh, again, comes down to does your venue know what they're doing? Is this a venue that does mitzvahs all the time? You know, do they have the challah ready? Is there a glass of wine ready? Is there a kiddush cup mm-hmm. ready? Um, you know, we did a mitzvah not too long ago. They forgot to bring in the challah. We cut white bread. Right. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to really shout out, uh, you know, two specifics. If, if you're hiring a, a planner such as, uh, you know, an Amy Rubel or, uh, you know, um, a Lisa Ivler that we have the pleasure of working Cindy with all Kaplan, the time, Cindy yeah. Kaplan, you know, these amazing planners that, you know, know the ins and outs and, and literally are, they can kind of be entertainers if they wanted to. They know where we're coming from. Yeah. We know where they're coming from. Then, yes, that, that's a great planner to have in your on your team, you know? And, and, and when you say we're going to transition into these candle lightings, that's the time that you're... Going back and checking, are there 14 candles on right. the cake? Is there wine? And, you know, you would try to check the darn cocktail hour, but sometimes the cake isn't ready yet. Sometimes the challah is not brought out yet. Right. So, in any case, it's our goal to seat guests quickly, move on to bread, wine, and candles. We prefer to do it in that order. Correct. You know, get the, the you know, formalities out of the way quickly. Um, and the reason be, jackets are still on, ties are still there. That your know, hair is still flat. Yeah. The party favors are not necessarily all over the guests. Everybody's looking good, and they've had minimal drinks. You know, so it's it not, everybody's not walking around like it's four hours into the party where you know they've had those drinks or they're sweating a little bit from all the dancing and the ties are off. They're wrapped around their head. They're walking around with fifteen party favors. Doesn't, on their doesn't head. look good in pictures. Correct. And, and and also when the audience has to pay attention to a candle lighting ceremony, which you know let's talk about it. Sometimes is twenty to thirty minutes. They're going to do that better when they're a little bit more sober. Sober. Let's just call it what it is. You yeah. Know? Totally. So so how do you cut a candle lighting, though? Because in reality, two minutes per candle is about right. 13 or 14 candles, 26, 28 minutes, no matter how you slice it. You know, clients say, I hate candle lightings. I want to do it short. You know, uh, there's and there's only so many ways you could do it. You could obviously do your past, present, and future, where you have your three candles and you dedicate, you know, those three candles on the cake to, you know, amazing family members that unfortunately, you know, can't be here with us today. The present, everybody in the room right now. You know, the future is just, you know, from here and and all the way out for the rest of life. You know, everything else that you'll run into, you know, throughout life. And then obviously a good luck candle. You know, it's a great way to break it down if you want to go that route. Um, that's super short and, and I think like the most streamlined way. But what we're finding now, Mike, I mean, I've, I've had families that have done seven candles or, you know, nine candles. And yeah, there's no rhyme or reason. And it's fine. You, you don't necessarily need 14. But no. uh, let, let's also say, if possible, stay away from doing 18. Because yeah. we've seen that, you know. And, um, you know, there, there's one thing I'm going to vocally say that I don't like is when the family says, my son or daughter is shy. We want you to read the poems or stories. Right. Then it's almost just do family pictures. Don't do it in front of the cake. Don't do it in front of the guests. Correct. Because when the MC reads it, even though they're much better at inflection, it's just not sincere. It's not personalized you're, at all. You're reading about people who you don't know. Right. So, you know, very different saying, uh, candle number four is for the aunt and uncle who I don't know, but come light this candle right. on behalf uh, of little John. that's funny. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I mean, so uh, my, my whole thing is that, like, if you are if, if you are going to put it onto your talent or onto your MC or your, your entertainment company to kind of execute, keep it simple. You know, like, cam number one is for Aunt Lorraine and Uncle John. You know, ladies and gentlemen, have a nice big round of applause for, you know, our rock star aunt and uncle, Aunt Lorraine and Uncle John. Give them a nice big round of applause. Right. And that's simple. That at least we could deliver with inflection as, as we would as a performer and give it some life. And, and you know, I'm going to say, really, the reason why you're doing a candlelighting ceremony is to have group photos. Correct. If you could do those group photos earlier in the night, just don't even do it then. You know, a candlelighting is way more sincere when the guest of honor is reciting right. the, the sayings. If the whole goal is just for group photos, try to get it done during cocktail hour. Or, yep. you know, 
it doesn't necessarily have to be in everybody stop what you're doing for 30 minutes. And, and just to, you know, a last little little factor here on the, on the candlelighting situation, I do also think that, um, this is a little nugget for, for everybody listening, talk to your entertainment company. This is honestly where if you are going to do the 13 candles, there's no rhyme or reason about it. It's going to take 15 or 20 minutes. Having a, tr- a tremendous talent that can make these candles funny that can make these candles engaging. You see, you know, Grandma Lorraine dancing up in her red dress, having your MC instead of just being like, ladies and gentlemen, a nice big round of applause for candle number one, and then wait while Grandma Lorraine's dancing all the way up, stands, doesn't know where she's going for the candle, right. dances all the way back, having someone be like, yo, Grandma Lorraine, I see you shaking it. Come on, girl, let's right. have some fun. A, like, a good MC is narrating and making Narrate moments. those candles. And that's honestly your your time as it's a talent. Time. To shine. Yeah, it's not break time. Yeah, it's not. So we're always on. So, you know, having your entertainment comedy be fully interactive all the way through, that'll really help your candle lighting. It'll help it go faster, even though it is taking those 15, 20 minutes. So most commonly, we end the candle lighting specifically with going backwards. The last candle is good luck, and mm-hmm. it's usually a group photo of mom, dad, and siblings. Right. Before that is the parents, and before that is the siblings. But you do that strategically to, to create that good luck candle. Right. Then one, two, three, as a family, you blow out the candles. And it's hoer time. Now, there is an option option to do a hoer earlier in the party as part of the grand entrance. Correct. Know the event, know the room, know the family, know what works. But I like at the end of Candlelight doing the hoer because it gets everybody back out. It's that one song that whether you're 98 years old or 8 years old, you're all going to participate in. Right. That, that's true. And, and really, that's your one opportunity to really, like you said, have every single guest for the most part on the dance floor to where you can, from that horror transition to a great dance set that will mirror those age groups and try to keep, you know, the majority of the pack rocking. Yep. And uh, again, very much depending on venue, but once that horror is going on, that's either time for the venue to clean the, clear the salad plates that might have been pre-served. Right. Or maybe it's time to start, you know, placing the dinner plates down. It's good for us strategically to get everybody up, get the blood flowing, get the drinks flowing, let the venue do their thing. Right. Um, so... You know, horror after candles makes the most sense. And then we dance until lunch or dinner, whatever day part it is. And, and depending on venue, you know, your dance set from then on could be an hour or your dance set could be 20 minutes, you know, depending on how things kind of roll. And we, we've kind of, you know, had every aspect, you know, thrown at us. And, and the cool part about, I think, our, our culture and our brand as a company is that we're moldable, you know, like we can kind of bounce and, you know, uh, you know, hit that dance floor for what it's worth in that, in that time zone and really, uh, bring the best well-rounded music for all ages, you know, having a a great DJ that's actually back there mixing live, somebody like yourself, you know, that can go from, you know, a great Michael Jackson track to mix cleanly into a Bruno Mars, to mix cleanly into Danza Gaduro, to mix cleanly into, you know, throwback, uh, hip hop, like Tricky, Run DMC, and really hit all of these genres with great tracks for everybody. That is the essence of of, of what we try to do. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of our first podcast uh, we, we interviewed Dave Eskenazi at Orem and he said he hates timelines and I'm going to s- agree the timeline doesn't necessarily need to have a, a stamp of exactly minute by minute what's going to happen but it does need to have uh, sequential order bullet what's points just a little bit of just so, it should just be called a little bit of structure yeah that's so, it just so we know where things are happening so so after horror is dinner right. with a dance set somewhere in the middle we don't know if it's 15 minutes 20 minutes those three things are going to happen. Yep. But who knows how much time. Yeah, yep. exactly. In that order, right. 
Do you have a feeling about adults and kids eating at separate times or different times? You know, I, honestly, I don't mind it either way. I know that there's a psyche to, to both that we can utilize, you know, so... If, you know, the kids buffet does come out early and they're like, hey, you know, you can send the kids and, and keep the adults. That's great because, you know, the kids get to go eat and they're all going to run and inhale their food really quick. But you're going to get, you know, 10, maybe 15 minutes out of that to where you could do a really cool adult set. Um, hit the adults with some cool throwback, you know, old school hip hop, you know, maybe get in the this is how we do it or, you know, the Nelly stuff, the Ja Rule stuff, uh, you know, uh, some cool 80s or 90s to really get them rolling um, and, and take them back a little bit with some energy. Uh, you know, if they do end up serving the adult main and the kids main at the same time, that's really cool too because we get a little bit of a break, you know what I mean, which it just is. You know, we get a couple of minutes just to regroup, kind of break down, say, okay, guys, we got through all the first, you know, portions of the stuff, the introductions, the mochi, the candles, the hora. Let's kind of recharge and, and see how we're going to approach the second And the hand. advantage there is, just as I said before, you're not playing loud music while the guests are eating. Right. Now, chances are the kids are going to scarf their food down. Yeah. They inhale it in seconds, and then they're getting antsy and we need to do something. Right. But for the start of that dinner segment, the adults get to enjoy a calm and collected dinner as opposed to us playing loud music. Because let's face it, if it's a kid's dance set, it's probably going to be hip-hop that the adults don't necessarily want to hear but now they're forced to listen to it while they're eating. Chewing your food to Mobamba. Yeah, on beat. <laughs> on beat. <laughs> um, the, the ultimate goal for us is to get everybody caught back up to the same timeline yes. so that we could then show a montage yes. or do a parent dance or a parent speech. And you know the, the smoothest way that we've found to do this is let the adults finish their dinner while watching a montage. And, right. I mean, I, I feel like we hear it time after time after time. When the family says, I don't want to stop the party for a montage. I hate when parties stop because of, you know, they want to show a montage. Mm-hmm. Well, in our case, the party's kind of in a paused mode anyway. Let's use that montage to ramp it back up. Right. And the other option that you have actually too is as a family booking for that, you know, instead of doing an actual true traditional montage, we have other ways we could break up the day, you know, putting all your pictures on a consistent reel. Mm-hmm. on a highlight that just scrolls. And we've done that before too, to where, you know, at that point we have great, you know, uh, uh, media and, and video content uh, text that at that point will switch over to a, you know, uh, a scrolling highlight reel. You know, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, you know, this is gonna be our, our ongoing montage for the day. Make sure at some point you check out the pictures of Zachary that are scrolling up on the screen. Yep. And it just goes, and that's another great way to do it. Uh, let, let's talk about montage for a second. Sure. First off, they should be no more than 10 minutes. 10 minutes is pretty much the make or break. And I feel like it's like at that point, hey, we get your kids cute. He's done. She's done a lot of stuff. But, you know, we got other stuff going. We want to enjoy this party. Lately, we've seen some really cool montages. Sure have. Um, this past weekend, as a great example, I had all different movie clips. Just little teasers, you know, 10-second clips from a movie that re-jazz up the crowd. Yeah, and it was funny. Those, those movie clips, actually, the, the clip that they chose segued what the montage portion at that that portion of the family pictures was going to be about. So it actually played into it really, really well. Yes. So, you know, for the families who want to do montages, we've got every different demographic of that. They've got the family who wants to make their own, and it's nothing more than picture sliding in and picture sliding out. There's no effects. And well, that I'll take it. And then you have, like, your Dan Goodman, who, you know, has his whole Believe event group, and he makes montages with LeBron James, you know, shouting out his son. So, right. you know what I mean? Like, we've seen extreme, extremes, excuse me. So, and then there's people like, you know, John Seiler, you know, who is another professional in this industry who is has a, a television background who makes these 
dope intro videos and montage. His stuff's incredible. Absolutely. In fact, what, what's the website that you've used for the celebrities? Uh, we're going to shout out one of our inner secrets right here. All right. It's Cameo. Cameo. So, yeah. So Cameo is the is one of our little golden nuggets here at Explosive Entertainment where uh, you are privy to getting uh, A-list, B-list, and C-list celebrities, uh, reality stars, sports athletes, YouTubers, um, to shout out a personalized comment, which is pretty cool, you know? Uh, and, and having this being a surprise at the end of a montage that the kid doesn't know about goes a long way with their, you know, one of their favorite YouTubers or something like that. And it's, it's relatively price, you know, effective too, so. Yeah, so Cameo, for those who are listening. That's an explosive nugget right there. Mike just kind of threw that on there. That was pretty big, dude. That you was guys big. should enjoy that. It, yeah, we usually could, keep our stuff in the family, but, could, you know. Could be the best $75, $100 that you spend. There you go, MJ. I know you're listening to this one. Enjoy. <laughs> so that being said, um, parent dance, parent speech, make it fun. Keep it concise, though. You don't have to go on and on for stories and stories and stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and now let's rock back out on the dance floor because there's been downtime. Correct. You know, we, we're not fans of it, but there's downtime. You're sitting right. during dinner. You're sitting during montage. Sitting during speeches. So let's get back up and let's rock. Now, when we started up and you come back, this is uh, normally a time where you would have an honor dance to kick things off, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you want to talk about that for a second? Yeah. Uh, again, honor dance, do it quick if you're not... A very confident dancer. If mm-hmm. you're going to just do a simple, you know, dance to it, Ed Sheeran song, but if you're going to do a mashup and do it fun, you know, enjoy it. Make right. make a moment out of it. You know, you got to be the right family for that. But I love when the families do that, right? Yeah, and that's really cool. And actually, the past couple of you know events that we've had, we've had those mashup dances where it starts off nice and sweet, and then all of a sudden you're the and it spins yep. into like a baby got back or you know uh, apple bottom jeans, you know uh, get low and. You know, you have this great little mini choreographed dance, but the coolest thing that I loved about the ones that just happened recently is at the end of the dance, you know, I like to keep my dance floor as close as possible. So I, I know that as an MC and a talent, that my family's gonna go into that ultimately. I want my crowd close on that. So I'm not gonna let them watch from their seats. Right. I'm gonna prep this in the beginning, and this is a, also, a, you know, for, for any entertainment companies listening, this is a great way to engage your crowd and get you guys, you know, back to the dance floor easier. Before they even go there into the dance, I'm going to say, ladies and gentlemen, folks, at this time, we're going to need all of our each and every one of our honor guests to rise up by the tables and the chairs and get as close to the dance floor as possible. You're not going to want to miss this. So then you tee up your dance. And I know that when they bust into that dance, that they're bringing everybody in. So the coolest part was these families at the end of their dances, they were kind of making the mannerism to bring their guests in to come join them. Yeah. So the one cooler thing than me asking them to do it is when it's personalized, when the dad and the daughter and the family saying, hey, come dance with us. At that point... Now you kick-started your dance set. And, and they're not going to not listen to you. Yep. So now, let's, to end the party, basically, you know, we got dance set going mm-hmm. right to dessert and then dance to the end. Right. And, and another shout-out to MJ, loyal listener of ours. Do we dance through dessert or not? Yeah, man, this is a great question that you hit us with. So, you know, ah, it's, it's, it's funny, you know, like... In Hold a, up, before you answer it, yeah. before you answer it, know the venue. Is the venue going to stop the dance party because they physically have to wheel the dessert onto the dance floor? And I mean, going back in the day, how many times have you, the big VNEs with the flambe and, you know, they, they orchestrate a show as part of the presentation. Well, let me tell dessert. you, in our area, while we're in the, in the midst of shouting out people, you know, like anytime that situation comes to mind, I immediately think Evan from B'nai Tikva with... Arguably one of the greatest dessert displays ever, 
you know, he brings his bananas flambe, 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 everybody say flambe with me, bananas flambe, flambe, there, flambe. there you go, uh, all of his different treats, the, all the different candies and selections, I mean, it is an out of this world display, but it does take up the dance floor. Right, so do we dance during dessert in that case? No, you can't. Right, right, but exactly. But for the family that, you know, if the, if the party's teed up and the energy's there, let's dance through dessert, let's not stop, let's... And this Acknowledge is, it. Yeah, and this is a great opportunity for an educated DJ, somebody like yourself who's very good at it, somebody like VJ who's on our squad who rocks. You know, our guys are able to really, you know, embrace the dessert time, embrace the dessert time and make sure they're piggybacking great tracks. You know, I want candy, uh, you know, or then throwing it into like cool, fun, like old school Bobby Brown, every little step, like fun, bubbly it could be cheesy, poppy, but sing-along stuff. Almost like where you can kind of tap your foot and you could sing a remix to My Girl while you're eating your ice cream. You know, it, it, it kind of fits the atmosphere. Right. And Queen, I mean, has come back so big. I'm telling you. Ultimate time to play it, in my eyes, during dessert. Dessert's Let people great. sing along, dance along. But, you know, you're not fist pumping. Nope. You know, you're not, know what the cool you're part is? Crazy. You set it up right, man. You got Bohemian Rhapsody. It was a seven-minute song. Let it go. Get your MC out there with some of your dancers rocking and rolling. This also gives another part of your crew the ability to prep the favors for the last second, uh, to make sure that we gave out all the high-end favors, you know, that nothing was missed throughout the day. Did we get everything? Did we make sure everything was cool? You, you have certain songs that, you know, in, in, the, in the nightlife world, they call them pee breaks. <laughs> right. You know, like you, when you have to go to the bathroom and stand behind the decks for four hours, you're like, man, I can't hold it anymore. And you throw on, you know, a, a huge, you know, extended remix to a song. It's a pee break, you know. So that has a mix of pee break. That was uh, Meatloaf, Paradise by Death. Exactly, exactly, one hundred percent. Or like Rapper's Delight, the whole song all uh -huh. the way through. You know what I mean? So like, you know, you you, you want to tee yourself up too for success. So you know, in addition to us, you know, being successful, we also want to make sure that we don't lose that energy at all on the floor. I I, I want to say a lot of times a client will ask. Do you stop for dessert? And my answer is it depends on the vibe. Right. You know, sometimes you could tell, like, they've been dancing so hard for a solid hour, they're dripping sweat. You need to change the dynamic. Mm -hmm. That's what we call it. Give them a little bit of a break so when you reset, you can bring it right back. Right. But, you know, there, there's the analogy of sometimes a mitzvah is like a Zumba class. Mm -hmm. you, know, you can't Zumba for two hours straight. Well, you can. You right. can. you got to be in tip-top <laughs> Zumba shape. But the other thing too is, Mike, and not to dial back to like to dinner for a second, but I want to kind of combine the two worlds. This is also a great time. You know, you, you might notice certain DJs and, and other, you know, I've been to other events and, and, you know, you hear about it all the time that dinner time, you know, sometimes a pre, you know, pre-recorded set is put on and they'll right. press play. Right. And the same thing during dessert. And the staff disappears. It goes right. into another room. Right. And this is, I, I think, the exact opposite. You know, during dinner and dessert is a, is a great time to test music. You know, keep mixing. But it could be like a little bit of a, a lower energized genre or yeah. a type of song, but keep that beat matching going. Having a DJ that can beat mix all the way through to where people continuously tap their well, toe. You know what I do as a DJ? That's where I play songs that I know the family wants, but may not necessarily fit in the party. You know, Another banger. Dad, dad is into Grateful Dead. Well, yep. you know, you're not playing too much Grateful Dead at a bar mitzvah, but there's nothing wrong with playing Casey Jones during dessert. 100%. Absolutely. And you know what? You know, think of Dave Matthews Band, man. You know, I know I have a, a really great re-drum. It has some, some extra energy on it to crash. You know what I mean? I might throw that during dinner to where people are like, oh, man, it's Dave Matthews from, you know, the crash song. But, like, I'm, ba I'm bouncing to it. It's got a little bit of a beat. So, you know, as, as a DJ or a talent, too, you know, like, feel 
it's okay to take chances. And this is like kind of where you take chances a little bit. I like to see what maybe my guests are going to bounce to later in the event as well, you know, both, you know, during dinner and even towards the end of the event. Because at that point, don't forget, nine times out of 10, you know, you've played a lot of your bangers, so to speak, at that point. You played really great music at that point. You know, if everything's flowing properly, towards the end of the party, you might have to dig a little bit, you know? You know, Jordan, we're, we're, we're getting past our 30-minute timeline, but there's something I want to end on here. The last hour of the party in our mm. eyes is the most important. Mm -hmm. If we're going to stop for dessert, I think that it gives us the ability to reset with a wow factor. Yes. Last weekend, you had La Hora Loca. Yes. The I, crazy horror, bro. I love the Blacklight Invasion the last hour. The people that you know purchased the Blacklight show from us, I tell them, I don't even want to do it till after dessert. Like, It gives you that extra oomph that the party's looking for. And on top of that, especially when we tell them not to tell anybody either. Right. Like, don't, this is this is another big thing for you guys planning. If you are going to do uh, an extra pop at the end or a blacklight invasion, an LED robot that's going to bust through the doors, uh, maybe a signature, you know, well, food station. Talk about the LED robot. We've sure. had clients hire for the first hour. Yep. And then I prefer last hour. Yep. And, and again, that's just the... I'm going to call it the holy shit moment. Yep. Like, wow, I wasn't expecting that. That's our one curse per podcast. We're allowed that on the clean station of, yes. of all our stuff. Yes. So that's cool. <laughs> that's the that's the memorable, like, just when you thought this party couldn't get any better, mm -hmm. you know? The energy's been amazing the whole night. The food's been amazing. You had this huge V&E's. Yep. And then all of a sudden, the lights go off and this eight-foot-tall robot comes in blasting CO2. Right. La Hora Loca, whatever it well, is. That's where, that's where Zach's up at the loft at Orem shooting the t-shirt cannon, you know, off at his friends with all of, like, his swag. That Instead of just passing the t-shirts the at the end of the party and saying, thanks for coming to my party, you know, he's hitting it like he's at a Brooklyn Nets game. You know right. what I mean? Like, and it's cool. It really, it gives, you're right, that, that extra ump because, uh, you know, it's not bad, but when we do what we do well, you're tired. Yeah. Our guests are exhausted. We're exhausted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Our dancers have been running that Zumba class for, you know, almost, you know, four hours, so to speak. So, like, having that extra pop where it almost gives you that second surge of, like, oh, my God, let's go. One more time, you know? So And, and, and I think I want to end on musically, what do you play at the end of the night? And sometimes people say, I want such and such song to be the last song of the night. I, I'm going to tell you, I hate that because... I don't know what the vibe's gonna be. Right. Tell me what song you'd like to be filtered in with the last 30 minutes, and I, I absolutely will. Right. So maybe it's, you know, Journey Don't Stop Believing, maybe it's a, a, a Billy Joel song, but maybe, You know what? Take, maybe, taking a page out of your Queen book, Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. I used two weeks ago as the last song, and it was, we played it from start to finish, the whole thing, the original, it was ridiculous. But there's some parties that turbulence or turn down for what are the right way Completely to end the Completely the right way to go. You know, you wanna end that party at 100 miles an hour because that's what it called for. Right. There's other parties you want to end in a much more sentimental note. And, you know, I love, if it's about mitzvah, you know, Joe Ramundi, shout out, loves doing a big circle and the guests of honor in the center and all the audience singing uh, Bruno Mars just the way you are. Yeah. And, and, you know, to shout out Mike P, who takes a similar approach with that with that sing-along, he loves, you know, Frankie Valli, uh, you're just too good to be true, you know, like, yeah. can't take my eyes off of you as a great family ender, you know, and these are great songs that are iconic, that everybody knows, the kids and the adults. So what I would say to kind of piggyback that, I like what you said that, I agree that, you know, give us a, a kind of, you know, in the last, you know, portion of the party, we would like to hear this song one way, shape or form. But let us kind of like gauge as the entertainers off of your playlist, off of the types of music you've been asking for the entire night. You know, maybe we can keep and, that genre or that feel and, for our last song. 
sometimes the last song of the night is really played like 10 to 15 minutes before the end because maybe the bus is picking up the kids a little early. Right. Had it happen where, hey, the bus is here, you know. Right. Well, I didn't get to play the last song yet. You Correct. Know? Or, you know, you know that the kids are going to another mitzvah or whatever it might yeah. be. A lot of that, to, and these are great points, man. A lot of that is going to go down to during the day, a day party, man. You know, like where people are just, they have that vibe where, you know, unfortunately, you know, during a, a, t- a party that's like a 12 to 5 sometimes or like, you know, 1230 to 530, once dessert hits, people get in that mentality that like we got to beat traffic home or like, especially on a Sunday. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, it's been a long weekend. The kids got school tomorrow, you know? So you're right. You might not have that crowd officially till the very end moment. And, and, and you know, to big shout out to Freddie Mercury because he's all about this podcast. Today. <laughs> he is, man. But, you know, let's say you, you were stopping for dessert. You play Queen, you know, and you, people are still enjoying their desserts. The, the flambe is still out in the middle of the dance floor. So maybe you follow that with the Bruce Springsteen or you know, Billy Joel, and then all Bon Jovi, this, you know, all of a sudden on a prayer. you ended up with this sing along set yeah. that you don't want to drag for an hour. You don't want that sing along set to keep going, but that might be a good time to play Piano Man right there, or play, you know, uh, Don't Stop Believing. You know, those are great sing along songs. Correct. So then you end on the high note, whatever yeah. it might be, and it could be old, it could be new. It just we feel it out appropriately, and and. I think that's what we do at Explosive that makes yeah. us special. You yeah. Know, we, we, there's not an exact formula. We don't walk in with a preconceived notion of exactly what we're going to do. Right. And honestly, you know, for any of the other uh, entertainment companies that are listening, ending on a high note, one way or another, is definitely a way to go because you guys all, all know, we, we get this all the time. This is a great, uh, you know, kind of claim to fame from our uh, consulting partner. You know, Jeff Sibri says it all the time. This is the time that the parents are coming to pick up the kids. The other parents who, you know, have dropped their kids off for the day, they're waiting, you know, in the lobby, peeking their heads in, seeing what's going on. This is a great opportunity for you guys as entertainers and performers to turn that thing up to an 11 one more time. And I guarantee you're going to be like, who are those guys? We need your cards. Where can we find you? This is a great opportunity to showcase yourselves as an entertainment brand on yep. what you can really do. Yep. And, 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 and families who are listening, please... Find yourselves on the dance for the last 15 minutes. Yes. Don't, be in it. Don't be concerned about... Great ending point, Mike. Yeah, don't be concerned with, are their guests getting their take-homes? Or, or did everybody get a popcorn to go? Did everybody get a sweatshirt? If you're too worried about giving out sweatshirts, you're not enjoying the last 20 minutes of your party. Huge. Man, we had some good content on that one, huh? Absolutely. MJ, we're waiting for your message, bro. Direct message, Mike. We want to know how it sounded, huh? This is a great one, guys. And, uh, you know, again, like I said, we had a bunch of shout outs on this podcast. Um, Mike and I are, are two of, of, of many. You know, uh, we have a great team here at Explosive Entertainment, uh, a great uh, extended uh, family of preferred partners that we come together with weekend after weekend to execute some of the most incredible bar and bot mitzvah events that are going out there. And we're, we're super blessed and we're humbled to be a part of this industry. Uh, don't forget to check us out on all platforms. So if this is your first time tuning into the podcast, definitely you know dial back, listen to our other 18 episodes. That sounds awesome, man. Other, other 18 episodes we have here, um, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor FM for all your podcasting needs. Uh, make sure you check us out at XE Events, at XE Events on Instagram. Uh, on Facebook, it's Explosive Entertainment with an X. There's no E. Uh, if you want to check us out and see what our website's all about and kind of our culture and how we roll, we have plenty of videos, pictures, uh, recaps from all of our events that we do at www.xeevents.com. And did I miss anything? 
I think you got it all. It's awesome, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate the support, and we'll uh, be back next week. See you next week. Peace.